everyone. Welcome back to Bad on Paper Podcast. I'm Grace Atwood. And I'm Becca Freeman. Oh, I'm Danielle Prescott. Yay! We have a guest. So today we our guest is Danielle Prescott. Danielle and I met on a yoga retreat. So I immediately knew I wanted to be friends with you because you were so warm and bubbly and fun and very extroverted, I would say. I'm which, pretty extroverted, yeah. Yeah, and as an introvert, I always gravitate towards extroverts because like I admire like how like charismatic and and just like fun you are so danielle knows everything about pop culture like i remember we were talking about are everything like ariana grande and all these things and i was like i have to google this like because i don't know what we're like at the dinner table I'm like i have no idea what's going on it's actually like i feel like hit a point of negative return like i do know almost i mean just like stupid things like pe- like celebrity star signs and i'm like this is becoming problematic like why do I need to know that Selena Gomez is a cancer that's stupid do you know what I've gotten kind of <laughs> into amazing. lately what um blinds. blinds celebrity blind items really yeah like what do you read um crazy days and nights no so this guy he's on twitter and his um handle or whatever is nt lawyer mm-hmm. and he's like an actual entertainment lawyer and he knows all the tea on everyone right. and so, so he'll put blind items over then you just have to guess like, who it is well you have to guess who it is and I'm not really good at guessing who it is I, I have no idea but uh, people comment who it is yeah so like I just read the comments and then I let people who are like way more savvy that really tell seems me. like a violation of a few attorney client privilege yeah. things but, but hey, good for him while he's not gonna get yeah. sued and yeah I mean I'm just like <laughs> very interested to hear all the gossip oh my god I'm gonna have to check that out I know but back to Danielle. Okay, Danielle sorry. is currently the style director at BET. That's right? That's true. Okay, I looked at your LinkedIn before. <laughs> <laughs> like, I never know my friend's actual jobs. I'm like, oh, yeah, she works for, like, a magazine. It's also because, like, when or, we met, like, we we didn't care about work. It wasn't yeah, it professional wasn't at we're all. Just, like, it was hanging out. Yeah. It was so nice. That was, was, like, the, the best. best yeah. <laughs> so we were in Sweden for a whole week just, like, doing yoga and eating amazing healthy food. Yeah. Without hot water, but... Everything else was perfect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was perfect. Um, and Danielle has worked all over the place for so many of our favorite magazines. So we're excited to talk to you about your work and like everything you've done. But we'll get to that. Yeah, before we talk to Danielle, we want to do highs and lows. Yes. So every week we do our high and our low from the previous week. Yes. Mm-hmm. Do you want, do do you want, want to start? I can us? start, yeah. This is um, preemptive because it hasn't happened yet, but I hired a cleaning lady Oh, good for you. Oh, good for and you. she's coming for the first time on Thursday. Oof. How often are you going to have her come? I think every two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm really excited. And she was recommended by a friend of mine. Apparently, she also does your laundry. What? Oh, and that's really, yeah, and that's really nice. she'll take it to the laundromat? I don't know. Or my into, friend, do you have laundry in your no, building? No, I don't have laundry in my building. Mm. So my friend who ha- uses her, has laundry in her building. So I'm curious if she'll go to the laundromat for me. There's one close by. That seems like it might be extra. I yeah. would pay extra for that. I mean, I send my laundry out, so. Yeah. So but I'm I. so excited because there's cleaning tasks that I just don't like to do. Oh, absolutely. I had a, such a struggle with my housekeeper, like, last year. So I used a service because I would always kind of forget to get cash out. And um, so this did you service. Use no, I, I used um, this service called Room Turn, and it okay. was, like, so great. My, my friend who's like an influencer was using it yeah. and I was like, hey, should I get this? And she was like, yeah, absolutely. So got it and I used it all year until I think they got new management or something and then all of a sudden people started canceling last minute. Oh, no. And then I'm really like very 
like OCD about everything. So I make my bed every single morning. Yeah. I've been doing that since I was three years old. It was like our one chore we like had to do. I cannot leave I my house without my, my bed my, every day. Have to. Yeah. So I like was waiting for days because I if I was gonna have a housekeeper come, I had them change the sheets. And so my bed was unmade for like four days in a row. So mm-hmm. I just like went berserk, fired them. But then I regretted it because I had such a hard time finding someone after that that could work. Well, so my problem has always been that I don't have a doorman. So, and I worked in an office until recently, until like, um, like May. And so I was like, I don't know how to logistically do this. Yeah. But yeah. now I work for myself and I'm like, yeah, I can let you in. Come clean my house. Yeah. You can find a coffee shop while she's there. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so excited. Good my luck. It's going to be so spotless. Yeah. It's really nice. I have someone <sighs> home once a month and I love okay. it. Okay. Yeah. Me yeah. too. Once a month. Yeah. I was thinking about like having them come more than once a month, but then I was like, I just will find any way to spend more money. That is so yeah, ridiculous. Same. Like your house, you live alone, you live in a studio. It's clean enough. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Stop. <laughs> yeah. I'm also a compulsive vacuumer because I have a cat. Too. So like, I love my Dyson and I just like, I'm all over it like all the time. My Dyson is like truly my favorite thing I own. It's the best. Like, I never w- love so- it. I got gifted one through my blog, and I never would have spent the money on on an expensive vacuum until I owned it. And I was like, now I'm like, oh, I, I would buy that vacuum. Like if it breaks, yes. like I will buy a new one. Doesn't matter. Like, Whatever you need to do for the Dyson. Favorite. I actually got it for Christmas. My sister got it for me last Christmas because I was like, all I want yeah. is like a Dyson. Yeah. I just knew it would change my life because it, again, like I would just have a vacuum that was like big and bulky, taking up space in my closet, the bottom of my closet, and I'm like, what is going yeah. on here? My and they, Dyson and around on the, the wall. It's yeah. it charges itself. It's like oh honestly God, it's the just, best thing ever. Guys, now I want a beautifully design. It's also like I now that How I find it? it's like a status symbol. It's like eight hundred dollars. <laughs> oh, I don't want one that badly. You can get one that's they like, have less. They, yeah, they have, they have them for like three hundred. But you now I have get, my cleaning lady, so I don't have to vacuum. She'll vacuum. Yeah, yeah but I just, it also like when you have a Dyson, it's such a nice experience. So I love I'm like, vacuuming. I do it almost every day. Yeah, oh my same. god, every day. Yeah, I mean, well, do you pets. I you, I dog sit our family dog okay. from time to time. So and he's a yellow lab. So a yellow lab in a studio apartment in New York City is a lot of hair. Yes. Yeah. Um. So I would do it when he comes, and sometimes I randomly find hairy hair wherever. But I just do it because like I'm like, I don't know. It's very therapeutic. It okay. just it's just very easy. It okay. feels good. You don't have to like plug anything in. I just feel like or assemble anything. Mm-hmm. It's just like all seamless. Huh. Yeah. Wow. It, it, and it really just is the best vacuum. You th- you guys need Dyson as a sponsor. I know. Oh, my God, I would die. Yeah, we need Dyson and we need Dunkin' Donuts. Guys <laughs> Once out again, there. we're drinking Dunkin' Donuts while yeah. we record this. Yeah. Wait, Danielle, what's your high? Um, okay, my high is always my horseback riding lesson. I do it every <gasps> Sunday. And oh, that's so nice. I started, Where I do mean, you go? I go, so my parents live in Westchester and I go all the way to Westchester. Okay. Um, it's about a 30 minute train ride from Grand Central and then my the barn is 15 minutes from my parents house. Did you ride um, as a kid or did I you did. just start riding? I rode as a kid and I rode uh, occasionally like into my early 20s mm-hmm. and then I just like, you know, life gets busy and yeah. I just like stopped. Well, and also being in New York City, you don't have a lot of access to horseback riding. Exactly. So I went through like a lot of ups and downs in 2018 and I was trying to figure out like things that like made me happy and that were like sustainable and so I started dancing again which was like a also a really big thing that made me happy and then I was like you know what would be really good for me to spend time with horses so then I started doing all this research to find out if I could find a stable that was close to the city and it was just 
scheduling was a nightmare. Like there's there's places in Queens that you can go to, but it's just uh I mean to get there from where I live, it would be like a fifty dollar Uber plus the lesson plus yeah, a fifty dollar yeah. Uber back. So it's like now I'm spending two hundred and fifty dollars to do something once a week. It sounds like yes. very insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um then I looked there's a stable uh in Riverdale, which is in the Bronx. Um also like it's a little bit easier to get to, but because it's so close to the city, it's just so crowded all the time. Yeah, it's basically yeah. like being in Times Square but on a horse. It's like Ooh. pretty nuts. And so then I just called the barn that I used to ride at when I was younger, and it turns out that they had, like, openings, like many of them. Um, So I take private lessons once a week, and it's truly the best thing I've done for myself, like, in forever. I wanted to ride horses when I was a kid, and I wasn't allowed to. Because it's dangerous? No, because my mom was like, you're not going to like this. Like, we're not spending money on this because I know that you're not going to like it because you have to, like – clean up after the horse too I just wanted to like have the clothes and ride the horse like it's actually I'm- like very cool to do it as an adult because you actually don't have to do any of that stuff so I ride at a time where there's a class of kids that mm-hmm. and then there's a girl a young girl who has a lesson before me and yeah they have to do it they have to saddle the horses themselves they have to know that all the colors of the horses they have to know all the parts of the horses like when I used to ride we had a giant poster yeah. in our basement of a horse and we'd have to like know what all of the parts of the horse were called but don't you have to like muck out their stable no I mean if you owned a horse probably but like I I ride a different horse Uh every time and they saddle them for me they do do. I literally as as an adult like when you pay for everything you just show up they make the kids because you have to like learn but they're just like what you're not gonna become an Olympian so it's probably fine for you to just get on there definitely not becoming <laughs> yeah. an Olympian yeah yeah so as an adult you can just like oh. bypass all that stuff it's kind of amazing oh. yeah okay Grace what's your high so we're recording a little bit in advance but as this drops I'm going to be in Charleston with my family so my parents I pulled off what I still think is like the greatest accomplishment of my life and that I helped to encourage my parents to move to Charleston which is one of my favorite places from Cape Cod yeah yeah that's a big move. I, mean, I love Cape Cod, but it's so easy to get to Charleston. It's so – so many of my friends live down there. Your mom's Instagrams have been so cute. They're so cute. Yeah, my mom is pretty prolific on Instagram these days. And she's so happy to be there. Mm-hmm. Oh. I'm just happy to see them, like, kind of retiring in a warmer place. Yeah, like, certainly better to spend the so winter there. Winter. And it's really hard to get to. Like, Very. there's no direct flights except in the summer. And then it's, you know, a seven-hour drive or, like... And there's so much traffic always because mm-hmm. there's only one road, like, yeah. on and off the Cape. The fair, yeah. The best no. way to go is, like, a four-and-a-half-hour bus train ride and then a two-hour bus ride from South Station. And it's just, like... Yeah. So now sucks. Charleston's, like, an hour flight. It's so easy. Yay! So, so excited. The other thing, and I added this in... It, because Danielle and I were DMing about this, is binge-watching you on Netflix. It's like, like I was actually talking to Katie Storino about this as well. We were like, do we like it? Like, we're not really sure, but, like, I can't stop watching. I, exactly. Like, I can't, it's, like, nonstop drama. I think it's a really smart show. Um, it's weird. It's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable, it's, yeah. It's, like, very, like, because it feels like it could be people you know it's like uh-huh. so strange uh-huh. um but I'm into it I'm on episode five now and I just started last night so okay 
Yeah. I've been pushing through. It's five hours of TV in one night. I watched I'm, the whole thing in one night. I was up that's till 5 a.m. Like, I don't know what, how I did that. I'm mixed because I've heard mixed things about it, but it's in your high. And I've heard a lot of people talking about it. So I want to know what's it's going on. It's very entertaining. Like, I mean, it's also very outlandish. Like, I'm confident that none of this could, like, possibly happen in real life, first of all. Like, it the basis of it is like this guy meets a girl at a bookstore and then he like wants to be in a relationship with her. So he starts stalking her and she lives in Greenwich village, like on, in like a brownstone on the second floor. And he just like watches her through her window. Also like to your point on stories, why doesn't she have blinds? No blinds, no curtains. Not, not that low. Never in New York. On a ground floor apartment. It felt like my apartment. I'm on the ground floor and like, you better believe that the blinds are always closed. Of course. Like in New York city, no one would live like if you live on floor 33 sure yeah. I you yeah. don't need blinds but so my apartment building is shaped like an H and so I'm on one of the like arms of the H yeah. so some of my windows face inward towards the other side of the apartment building and then some of them face outwards and the one that face inwards it's like too close to somebody I never open those blinds because it's so creepy yeah yeah it's like you're in somebody's apartment uh-huh. yeah and so basically like every character in this story has no blinds or curtains that seems so it's like yeah, it's this weird. would never this would never happen. This is so crazy. But it's a great show. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Grace, tell me your low. Uh, my low is just that I'm. I feel like I've been very cold and slovenly. I um, I everyone is like new year, new you, new me, all the things. Like I was like I'm gonna do dry January. Then I like went through a breakup and I'm like nope, I'm gonna drink. And <laughs> so I have to get back on track with my life. Like maybe I'll have like wellness February. Um, it- it does feel like we didn't have winter before January. It was yeah. like it never got too cold. And now all of a sudden it's like really cold and I'm taking it yeah. really poorly. I need to get yeah. back to like going to skating every week, every day, like doing my things. Like I've just been letting my – and I think that part of self-care like when you're sad is like let yourself like feel your emotions. Let yourself lay in bed reading all day if that's what you want to do. But now it's like, okay, like let's get our act together. Like you're done You're done with that. Like it's, it's onward and upward. Yeah. Danielle, what about you? What's your low? Um, my low is that I have an IUD, so I never know when oh, my, my period low, is. My low is vagina related too. Oh, really? Yeah, and okay, I felt cool. weird about it because I don't know you. Oh, I am a chronic oversharer, so okay. like it's. I mean, I don't have any like embarrassment ever about anything. Well, I, I loved when we sent you the list of questions, and you're like, "Yeah, everything's fair game." I was like, "Great." <laughs> Exactly. Well, I spent three years as the head of marketing at Lola just talking oh, about periods yeah. and sex all the time. And so I don't have boundaries and it I am a bad barometer for like what makes other people feel uncomfortable. Oh yeah. I can I, yeah, I I feel like I can sense like who would be open yeah. to things not. So I feel like you guys yeah. are an open bunch also because I've heard the podcast before. So I'm like, this is fine. So wait, tell us about your um, IUD. So I have an IUD and I never I because my periods are regular so mm-hmm. I never really know when I'm getting it and I just have been feeling like so not myself lately it's been hard to get out of bed I'm just tired and I was like oh my god I think I have mono so I started looking it up because <gasps> yeah. I had mono twice before and I was like I can't possibly have it again though so yeah. I started doing all this research and then it turns out I just had my period and I was like oh you're not dying. Do you get a real so period or do you get a fake period? Uh, I get, uh, I don't, it's weird. I get, I, I bleed a little bit mm-hmm. for like maybe three days, but I don't get any of the other symptoms that I usually, I don't get cramps anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I usually like gain like maybe like three pounds or yeah. so around my period and I get 
so hungry. Well, but it's like phantom sometimes. Yeah. So some months I'll get those things. Or, or like my stomach will hurt a little bit, but then I won't bleed. Yes, I know that a lot of people that that happens to, and that's yeah. almost weirder. Yeah, exactly. Because I'm like, what's going on? And it's it's so funny. I'm like, how am I still shocked about this? Yeah, yeah. But that's my low because okay. I just I hate feeling like bad in yeah. my body. Ugh. So my low, and I feel like this is the point where I should tell you that I have no medical expertise whatsoever before I tell you theories about my period. Because, like, there's no medical backing whatsoever. So don't listen to me, listeners. Okay. So I have had really bad period cramps since I was in my early 20s. And I'm convinced that I took Plan B one time. Mm -hmm. And then the next month, I started getting cramps. And I never had period cramps before. And they were so, so bad. Mm -hmm. So I'm, like, convinced that Plan B wrecked my period. So I've always had terrible cramps. Like one day a month, I just have like the worst cramps. Yeah. And then two months in a row, I didn't have period cramps. So I was like, oh my God. And it had been like 10 years since I took plan B. So I was like, okay, maybe like it's out of my system. Like the half-life is like mm-hmm. done. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my God, my period is great again. Like I don't have cramps. And it happened for two months, but then I got my period this month and I had cramps. Did you ever ask your gyno about it? Um, I didn't ask her about this not having cramps and then getting them back. Oh. So next time but I go, But did she I'll say that, that somehow plan B could be related to it? No, I never asked about that, actually. I just That's... kind of, like, made myself a theory. But it was very weird because all through my teens and my all through college, I never had period cramps. And then I started getting them in my early 20s. Could be also that you develop fibroids. That usually wreck some periods and but I don't have like that heavy them. a period that I would think that I had fibroids just I think they cramps. affect everyone differently though interesting I didn't think I had them either but then I had to get an ultrasound and then they were like oh I mean that's all that's in there is fibroids and I was like oh. excuse me I was like well should we take them out and they were like no but then I my therapist that I see every week she was having crazy health issues in December because she had to have 27 fibroids removed she's already she has two kids now and then like her fibroids like came back oh and they're really affecting her like in different ways I think it's just like well this is a good reminder anyway that I need to make a gynecologist appointment so I'm a hypochondriac so all my doctors are constantly seeing me and hearing from me I'm, so I'm a big fan I'm not a hypochondriac but I'm there. very regular about going to the doctor because in my head you can only have um, like secret cancer, like from the last time you went to the doctor. So like you, yeah. you know, you get your blood yeah. work, you have your clean bill of health and you're like, cool. If I have like secret lurking cancer, it's only been six months or it's right. only been since your last doctor's appointment yeah. that it's been happening. Yeah. So like, I feel like it would, it wouldn't be that bad. Yeah. And th- I have no idea why I think that, but that's how I rationalize it in my head. No, but you should go to the doctor regularly because again, yeah, you'll find your secret cancer. Yeah, that just, exactly. That, it makes sense. Exactly. So we're going to talk about Danielle, but first, it's our favorite time. It's Desperation Minute. Yay! So if you like this podcast, Becca, tell everyone what they should do. If you like this podcast, you should go leave us a review on iTunes. It takes literally 10 seconds. And I feel like we have a lot of new listeners, so maybe you haven't listened to Desperation Minute every week, but it would be the number one thing that you can do to help us grow Mm -hmm. and make us love you forever. Or share us on your stories. Becca and I read your reviews and your DMs like every day and it's like the best part of my morning. I know. I love Thursday mornings because we usually yeah, get a lot of new get reviews lot of new on reviews. Wednesdays. Yeah. 
So thank you guys so much for listening. But if you enjoy, that would just mean so much to us. And please, it really please, helps please. us grow. And then as we grow, we can get more and more guests and maybe do multiple episodes a week and maybe do a live show. So you're helping us so that we can bring you more content. Oh, and also for new people, you can follow us on Instagram at Bad on Paper Podcast. And we also have an awesome Facebook group where everyone is nerding out on their favorite books. Yes. Okay. So we're done being desperate. Now we're going to talk about our guest. Wait, so we gave you an intro, Danielle, but tell us about yourself in your own words outside yeah. of just like what your job title is. Like, Okay. Yeah. Um, hi, I'm Danielle. I'm a native New Yorker. I grew up in Westchester and I went to NYU, so I've been in New York for a very long time. Um, I first started my career in fashion and now I work more in the entertainment space, um, but I still like tangentially I'm like involved in like fashion stuff. I go to like fashion week, but it's just like not really something I am super passionate or interested mm-hmm. in anymore. I think that some people just kind of like grow out of it. Fashion's like a very young person interest and yeah. like game. And I'm just kind of like, I mean, I'm young, but I'm, I was just like, I don't, it just didn't feel good anymore, you know? Yeah. So uh, I have been working at BET for the past two and a half years, and it's been really fun. And in my spare time, I exercise a lot. I feel Are like you if a I have big a, yoga person, I'm a big yoga person. Have I've, you always been? Well, I like have gone through like a lot of stages with yoga. Mm-hmm. I, started, I started doing yoga when I was 18, so I took my first yoga class. But I had like a a really creepy man teacher, and. I just like I just kind of like got weirded out by yeah. him so I stopped doing yoga and then it took me a while to like find places that I liked so yeah. then when I went to NYU I went to yoga to the people a lot I lived mm-hmm. in the village and then um I just sort of I, I've been in and out of yoga and then I met Chrissy and we were doing yoga at Nike and then she opened Sky Ting so I started going to Sky Ting uh. Um, so and you're OG with Skyting. I've only yeah. been going a year. I love it. Yeah. So I met Chrissy before Skyting had even opened through cool. Nike. Yeah. And um, yeah. So now I'm I'm a big yoga person. I dance a lot. Um, I do Soul Cycle. I went on a Soul Cycle date yesterday, which uh, is amazing. Soul Cycle is my favorite. <laughs> I love it. I am super religious about. Well, I like stalk certain instructors. Oh, me too. There's uh, only certain ones I'll go to. Have you ever been to Ariel? I have. He's my favorite, but he does Hip Hop Friday. Yes. And I was there yesterday, and I feel so good. I went to Hip Hop Friday yesterday as well, but with Eddie. <sighs> oh, you're on the Upper East Side. That's right. Yeah. So I, but our office is in Times Square. So I usually, oh. if I'm at the office, I go to the um, Bryant Park one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. We'll have to have a Soul Cycle date. We can Absolutely. go to Ariel's Hip Hop Friday, which is yeah. my favorite. I'm totally down for that. Yeah. So you were talking about you, what you do in your free time. You said working out, yoga. Oh yeah, uh, dancing, horseback riding. I have a sister who lives here. We're very close, so I we see a lot of each other. Um, That's the best. My sister lives close to me as well, and I love it. It's yeah, it's honestly amazing. Um, we're together all of the time, <laughs> and like even if we just saw each other, we'll be on the phone for like an hour <laughs> after. It's really disturbing. I love that. <laughs> codependent um yeah then otherwise I just hang out with my friends um and yeah that's pretty much me 
Cool. So exciting. <laughs> Do you want to walk us through your career a little bit? I, I just think you've had such an interesting career and one that a lot of our young, younger listeners especially like would really aspire to. I think you know everything one sees working in magazines is such a glamorous career path. Mm-hmm. I feel like also it's like not as obvious as like, okay, you want to be a lawyer? Go to law school. Yeah. Get a job is like well, a paralegal. Lately, I have been thinking that it actually was like fed to us. Like, I mean, any girl that would be like between the ages of like like 28 and like 38 right now because like it was like the career choice in movies like oh, if you yeah. were like the like pretty girl who you like w- liked clothes like you worked at a magazine oh my god 13 yeah. going on 30 sold it yeah. so hard Judy Greer in in that. exactly mm-hmm. and yeah. so I'm like I think that this kind of thing was just like planted like yeah. kind of to. early yeah and I didn't I didn't even know that there were other jobs at magazines besides like people that wrote the words. Like yeah. I didn't think that like the first time I found out that someone put together that outfit, <laughs> I was in a magazine interning and I was like, oh wow. That's a job. That's yeah. a, a whole job. I couldn't believe it. Like my eyes were opened. Um I always loved fashion. I wore a uniform for like most of my life. So I was very like into it. I took dressing very seriously yeah. and personally. Um, so I decided like at 18 that I wanted to like work in a magazine. And then I ended up getting internships from there. Um, I made an Excel document of like every magazine I liked and every designer I liked. And I just found everyone's contact information and cold emailed everybody because I didn't have any kind of connections. I'm super type A. And then some people just responded to me. Like when I went to my interview at Nylon, they were like, okay, so like you can start this summer. And I was like, so you want me to come here to work? (laughs) And they were like, yeah, we'll see you in May. And I was like, I I was so confused. I was like, I don't, I didn't know how it worked, but Anyway, from there, I just started interning more and more, and I got my first job before I graduated college, and it was at Interview Magazine, Um, but that ended up, like, kind of being a nightmare for me, because it was, like, your dream job, but it was, like, so difficult. I worked there till, like, 2 a.m. every single night. Like, I made $28,000 a year. I was so tired. It was just, like, a very, like, abusive atmosphere. Like, it was not a fun place to Mm -hmm. be and I just like felt terrible all the time um and then I am too I complain about staying at jobs to like (laughs) 8 or 9 p.m like oh my god and weekends like we had we'd have shoots on holiday weekends all the time because like the photographers would be very big and they'd be away and so we have to like wait it was or the celebrities it was just like it was a hellscape so that was terrible. And then um, I, from there, got a job at Teen Vogue, and I was the accessories assistant there. So I worked there for a year. Um, and that was, like, really fun because I had interned there for two years. So it was, like, I, it was like a place where I felt very comfortable. It was, like, coming home. Yeah. yeah. And also that was, like, the magazine that I loved the most when I was growing up because I was, like, it was never, like, about how to get – a boy to notice you or like what to do if you have a crush because I went to all girls school so I never even had those interactions to begin with but I was like I need to know how to be the best dressed at prom how to make my room look (laughs) cool please like these are the things that I cared about and that's what was in Teen Vogue so I was like this is like my magazine um and then I 
got a job at Mode Operandi when it was a startup. I was like employee number like 29 or 30. Oh my God. It was so funny because it was like going from like all of these like very big corporate funded places to a place where they like had a ping pong table and like dogs in the office and it was just so different um and that was like kind of like my entryway to like working on the internet Mm -hmm. yeah um because that was like 2012 and um I worked there for two years and then I went to Elle and I was the fashion editor there and um I was there for another two years and then I went to InStyle and and in style, I kind of like started to hit a wall with fashion mm-hmm. because it was like right. I worked there the year before the 2016 election, okay. and I was just feeling very stressed because I was like, I don't think that like I'm helping in any way. Like I see yeah. like everything going on, and I was just like, my job is to tell women how to dress like Kate Hudson. And like that was it. And I just felt so yeah. helpless and like just like sad. Yeah. And it was a very like easy job. Like it almost took like no brain space at all. It was like the hours were amazing. Like you could literally work from 10 to 5 and like be done for the day. But oh I God. was just like, I am not feeling good. I'm feeling yeah. like bad. I'm not feeling like I'm making any difference at all. And so I left there and I freelanced for a little bit. And then one of my friends was doing a project with BET and I met um, the team there and I really liked them and I've been there ever since. That's great. So do you think that interning is still the way to come up in publishing or in magazines? I feel like the the magazine landscape is so different than when we were in college. Totally. Um, I think in some ways... Yes, because that's the only real way that you can get experience. There's no, there's no class you can take I was just or nothing say, there's you no can major. do. Major like you can be no. a communications major, but it certainly doesn't have anything to do with a fashion magazine. Right, it doesn't. It's like you have to like know. I mean, no, you're not going to like sit in NYU and learn about how to send a FedEx. Like truly, like that's like <laughs> yeah. a skill that you need. Yeah. Like you know, yeah. and and even just like learning how to just be organized and learning mm-hmm. how to like keep a schedule and learning mm-hmm. how to follow up with things because that's like all things I feel like you learn by doing and you learn sure. by like the high pressure environment of just like being thrown into mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Um, but a lot of companies like have they make it very difficult now to like get internships because there was a few lawsuits yeah. that have happened over the years mm-hmm. um and a lot of new All laws the passed stuff. yeah and even Hearst like a lot of companies have just like come under fire for like unpaid internships and like while I like did have unpaid internships for yeah. 5 years um it's just like a lot of people are very gun shy about it so like even at Viacom now we pay our interns like Mm -hmm. they get an hourly rate um and I think that it kind of is a disservice because uh it's not as like I don't know the the relationship isn't like that respectful because they're like this is my job and I clock out when I clock out because I'm not getting paid the extra hours so they don't go the extra step to like stay and really like make sure that they're around for things and I don't know it's it's a very different world now yeah, I just remember being when, when like my first internships and things like caring so much. Where was your like, first internship? 
It was for Filene's, the department store. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and they ended up hiring me, and that's where I had my first full-time job. Like I was um, an assistant buyer there for several years. Cool. But I would just, like, I was like, what What else can I do? Like, how else can I learn? I'll stay late. Like, I didn't care, like, about, like, if I couldn't be paid or whatever. Like, it was not about that. And yeah. I, I hate, I feel like I sound so old when I say this, but, like, it's a generational thing. Oh, it is. Like, I feel like I held my breath when I stepped into the office. Mm-hmm. Like, I never, like, spoke. Like, I never wanted yeah. Ed to stand out in, like, any way, you know, especially a negative way. But, like, now I, we have interns that are like, so can I come on a shoot? Like, I just want to go on a shoot. Like, we, had, we had an intern quit because she felt she was transcribing too much and I was like you're like that's your job I yeah. remember that I would get transcriptions when I was an intern at nylon and they would be like it's not a rush and I would sit there and beast to try and finish them I wouldn't eat I wouldn't drink I would just like sit there and like listen to like send it back to them and now that I like have staff and have interns I realized that was busy work so that was like out of their face <laughs> And That's so I'm amazing. like, how annoying like, is it that I like, work so yeah. Fast. yeah, they're yeah. like, oh, you're back again. Like, yeah. wonderful. <laughs> That's so but I never complained. Yeah. You yeah. know? Yeah. It's just so interesting. Wait. So I want to switch gears yeah. because I want to talk about dating mm-hmm. because so many of the questions we got when we put oh the my call God. out. Everyone was like, about... is she dating? What's her love like? I was yeah. like, people are <laughs> the invested. Wants to like, know. She talks about her ex. Tell, have her tell us everything. I was like. Danielle, I don't know how much you want to talk about this. Oh, my God. That story would be way too long. Um, But I am actively dating right now. Okay. Are you on the apps? I'm on the apps. I am on Bumble. I'm on The League. I'm on Hinge. And I'm on Raya. Oh, my God. You're doing all four at once. Like... I mean, guys, it's not difficult because people are so, like, I spend half my time just reporting people. I'm such a (laughs) narc. (laughs) So you're doing the, you're doing the hard work to get the people off the app. Yeah. Yeah. Like, get this trash off of here. Like, these people are crazy. So I, I, and it's not like I'm meeting, I sometimes feel overwhelmed by, like, how many I have to line up, but I don't, I don't meet everybody, like, that asked me out because that would be crazy. Yeah. So how many dates do you think you go on like a month um I don't know like five or six a month okay so you're like really active but you're not like yeah yeah like you're not going on like five or six a week no like averaging one or two because I was doing that but it was it just gets very overwhelming one of my guy friends would do that he would line them up like on like a Sunday like he'd be like well I have five dates today oh I would yeah I would like I would double up I would do like two a days oh my god yeah is this the bachelor? That sounds like, so exhausting. Yeah. I hit a wall mm-hmm. when I date too much where I'm like, where are my results? Like, this isn't working. And then I like don't want to do it anymore. So I feel like I need to like go slower and not do like five dates a week and be like, what do I have to show for all of this time? It's yeah. really hard though with online dating because I feel like not everyone like has the ability to show their best selves online. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like we would, yeah, right? Cause but like, because like, we're like, that's what we do. <laughs> But other people, like, they might not know like, how to, like, they might be shy. They might not know. Like, I mean, I see people with, like, terrible photos all the time. And I'm like, is yeah. that the only photos you have of yourself? <laughs> like, it's crazy. Or yeah. they don't know how to, like, write a bio. Um, so, yeah, I, it's just a mess. But I am actively dating. Okay. Mm-hmm. So can you tell us, I'm just making up questions at this mm-hmm. point. What's the best date and the worst date that you went on in 2018? Mm. Okay, in 2018, 
Or I guess it could be this year too. But we're well, only... no, we're like so. It's so it's new. So new. I haven't really. I did go on a good date yesterday. Oh, the Soul Cycle date. Yeah. Ooh, tell us about. Was it. it a first date? It was a first date. Okay. And he let me like. I'm also like very specific about mm-hmm. my workouts. Like I said, I only go to yeah. certain Soul Cycle teachers. So I, um, I was like, okay, we can go to Soul Cycle, but like I only do this, this, and this. And he was like. Okay, like, and then had he is he an active Soul Cycle person? Well, his um his Bumble bio was like something like the spin class pasta ratio is like very delicate. Oh, okay. So I was gonna say if you didn't regularly go, I feel like you could end up feeling very out of sorts. Totally. Yeah, and you could get so sweaty. Well, he's obsessed. So I so I wrote to him, this is on Bumble, so I was like, okay, but now here's the big question, Soul Cycle or Flywheel? And if he would have said Flywheel, I would have unmatched him. But he was like, Soul Cycle. And I was like, okay, cool. So Yeah, I feel like in order to go on a Soul Cycle date, you would either need to both be very good or both be very bad. Okay. But if you have an unequal Do you wanna know how many Soul Cycle classes he's been to though? How many? Three hundred and thirty five. How does he know that? It's on your your app. Like if you have it. Oh, okay. Yeah, and it can be on your profile. And I do soul cycle. I feel like I go a lot. And so I checked mine. What's yours? 68. So like the fact that this person has 335 classes. But do you know what? I Mine is definitely over 100. Like I can look on my app and tell you what it is. And I don't feel like I'm that good at it. Like I don't feel like I have... I would feel uncomfortable riding in the front row. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I always ride in the front row. I love it. I made him ride in the front row with me, but he said he liked the front row. I I I, I, the I know well, that I I'm like anymore, I know that I'm like pretty. Like I know that I like look good doing soul cycles. So I, I didn't have like any like everyone's like, "How can you go on that for your first date?" And I'm like, "I don't know." It didn't seem like a hardship to be. Like yeah. I was like, "This is like my dream. Someone that wants to do the exercise that I want to do." Yeah. It's like amazing. And then we like went and had like drinks after. Drinks oh. or juice? Well, I had tea. Okay. He had wine. Like, okay. <laughs> I don't really drink. I don't okay. think I could have alcohol after Soul Cycle. He did. But I, did, I don't like don't really drink in general. Yeah. Which makes dating a little bit weird because everyone's always like, let's get coffee. And Katie like, Serena was talking about this. How it, because it she felt doesn't like drink there's either. like this pressure to I mean, I I just feel like I have friends with weird eating habits or friends who drink or don't drink. And, like, I'm just, like, I'm going to do me and you can do you. And, like, you have a green juice and I'll have a big old glass of wine, maybe two glasses. And we're fine. (laughs) Yeah, that's what New York City is, though. And it's just, like, strange when – I mean, that's the first thing everyone suggests, like, drinks. And Mm -hmm. I'm always, like, okay, maybe we should do something. Like, I always, like – like, that's what I think the best dates are, like, activities. I think one of the best dates I ever went on this guy, like – booked a table at a jazz like club and like we went there and I thought it was like so so, like thoughtful and sweet that's cool my big ex that was one of our first dates and like it was just the best night like it was so romantic and like so nice yeah have you guys been to the jazz bar at the Roxy yeah no Django yeah Django yeah yeah it's very cool okay we can go on a date more jazz in 2019 do you have a bad dating story you oh can my share, God, like, I had a, laughable a terrible date. dating story. Like okay. the, my first date of 2019 was like awful. The guy was like a catfish. <gasps> like he came and I didn't even like recognize him like from the oh, photos. No. I was like were so they old confused. Photos or were they actually him or they were somebody else? They were him, but I just think the angles of them like 
like made him look much bigger and taller mm-hmm. and I was just like shocked to find this like frail person in front of me so we had I've had that happen a lot too men can like what? seem so big on apps and then they're so small when you meet them but what is the point of doing that if you're doing that on purpose like what is the point because then somebody's gonna show up and they're gonna have this like really disappointed reaction well, maybe they think you're gonna be charmed by their personality I don't know I want to look hotter in real life than I do in my yeah. dating pictures so that they get like a nice surprise mm-hmm. like I don't want them to be just ever be disappointed you gotta like manage expectations I agree with that it's yeah, yeah it's a dicey game to play but yeah. he showed up and um we just like did not have anything in common mm-hmm. like he had zero pop culture knowledge which is fine because soul cycle guy yesterday he didn't really know anything either but it was just like the uh, it was like we but we had other things yeah. in common to talk about so this guy I just felt like and that's not even like a a, a requirement for me like I don't need you to know like Stormy's last name is Webster and like when she was born I didn't right know that. yeah Stormy Webster like it, but it's like Who's I don't Stormy? <laughs> is it Kylie's baby yeah. oh okay I didn't even know Kylie had a baby wow Why? I'm just gonna I'm not gonna talk <laughs> you guys like See? I'm embarrassing it, I, like, but, he, he wouldn't be, but he wouldn't even know right but he wouldn't even know who Kylie was probably okay. like that okay. was like very disturbing so but also people cannot know anything about something you know about and they can still be super interesting Right, it's exactly. Just he dynamic. just didn't have like we just didn't have we just did not match yeah. at all. And then, yeah. you know, I made a joke about like Black Mirror, and he was like, "Oh, I just started watching a few episodes." And I was like, "Oh, did you watch the movie?" And he was like, "No, not yet." And I was like, "Oh, well, anyway, it's all about Bird Box, right?" And he was like, "What's Bird Box?" Oh, and I was like, "See, I know these things, sir." But I know movies. So. That I is like I didn't watch Bird Box, no, but I either. certainly could tell you it's about blindfolded Sandra Bullock. Like, yeah, but it's also like twenty five million streams on Netflix. Yeah. Like that is a massive, massive opening. But and not even Netflix. Like it's every meme. Yeah, memes, talk shows. Like yeah. I, I was just it's like, everywhere. I can't. So then we're leaving, and he tried to kiss me, and I was so shocked because I was like, Wow. Does he think that I am in any way, shape, or form, like, interested in him, like, romantically? Because I was just basically like, oh, I got to go home. And then he was like, oh, you like, and I was like, oh, I'm not going to kiss you right now. And he was like, oh, really? And I was like, yeah, dude. Are we on the same date right now? Like, what do you think is going on? I appreciate that you, like, think I'm attractive, but I don't think you even listen to anything I said at all yeah. it was so weird so weird and he also invited himself to my apartment which I thought was strange oh I this don't like to that Cassidy Cassidy I'm sorry Cassidy edits our podcast oh. and now I'm throwing her under the bus she had a terrible date and then the guy tried to go back with her like they didn't talk the whole time they were watching this game and then he tried to go to her dorm room it, and she was like no it's so bizarre to me like How- uh, the coffee shop was closing where we were at and uh, he was like, well, don't you live close to here? I mean, we can just go to your house. And I was no. like, like were, we, were we on the same date? I was like, oh, my house is like not ready for guests. Even though my house is always ready for guests, I live in a vivid fantasy of someone just stopping by at any given moment. <laughs> I'm the same way. So yeah, it's, I'm like, I always must be prepared. Whenever I leave my house, it's like perfect. So I'm like, oh, but I just like don't want you in my space. It's like so invasive. And then I was like, oh, no, sorry. He was like, oh, I don't care. And I was like. You're not invited. Yeah, it's just I really care. And he was like, well, we could go to my apartment, but we'd have to go on the subway. And I said, you know what? Date's over. So, Oh, my God. That's weird. (laughs) I don't like that. I just think that uh, guys are so 
excited to get to like the physical part of a relationship mm-hmm. that it's like for me I'm so like cerebral that I would like if I'm not attracted to someone's personality or yeah. their thoughts or their creativity like I will not even think about them like I completely agree. in a sexual yeah. way yeah. at all no I think that I that's just, I don't want to stereotype and say that's a difference between men and women but mm-hmm. like every woman I know is like no it's their personality like I have to like feel like we have like this like intellectual connection before there can be anything physical yeah well also i feel like i don't know this guy and this is also like a gross generalization but like he could go on a terrible date still get laid and then feel good about it like he would not care that like like, you had no connection exactly yeah Yeah. versus if like i went on a date and i had like no connection with somebody i wouldn't be like well i'll just sleep with them anyway right exactly yeah so I mean, strange. like, sometimes you need a slump buster, but, like... Yeah. What did you just call it? A slump buster? A slump, slump buster. buster. I that's like funny. it. That's a funny word. Yeah. I think that's a term. I've never yeah. heard it, but I like it. I, like I it think too. it's, like, a sport, like, a... I don't know anything I, about sports. Okay. I don't know why I'm, like, yeah. using that as my justification. Um. Wait, can we move, switch gears a little bit? Sure. So one thing I love about your stories on Instagram is how open you are about mental health and talking about going to therapy, um... We actually get a lot of reader questions about therapy, and mm-hmm. Becca and I don't either. Neither of us regularly go, so mm-hmm. it would be great if you could talk a little bit about that and like why you share what what you share. And absolutely. Um, so I first started going to therapy when I was fourteen years old, and I've been in and out of therapy like ever since. So um, when I was like twenty five, I had this therapist that I really liked, but then she moved away. And so then I didn't see anybody for like a really, really long time. And because I felt like I was like doing okay. And also like my whole life was about work. And so I didn't really have time to think about anything else. Can I ask you a question? Mm -hmm. Like a tactical question? How have you found therapists in the past? So it has been a challenge. Some of it is like when I was in school, they were like mm-hmm. recommended by like the school or by like other parents. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, you you meet people and they're like, oh, my therapist is really good or my therapist really helped me. But it's just like dating kind of like yeah. you really have to click with somebody Mm -hmm. and you have to what sucks about it is you have to like kind of keep going to figure out if you click yeah it's maybe it might not be like an instant thing I mean you pretty much instantly know if you don't like someone but you don't know if someone can really help you and then if they don't end up working out you got to start all over again so you gotta be like so I was born and you know it's like very it's very like hard yeah um the therapist that I am seeing now, I really love her. I've been seeing her for the past year. She's amazing. She always sends me very inspirational texts. Mm-hmm. She checks in. She gives me homework because she was very, like, when I started seeing her, um, she said, I do not want to see you forever. Like, we are going to see you to okay. get better, and then I'm going to send you on your way. Yeah. What type of therapy is it? Is it, like, talk therapy, or is it a specific? Yeah, it's talk therapy. So I go, like, once a week, and we sit for an hour. Okay. And... um we would like either review things or we just like work through a bunch of stuff. Okay. Um, but I had two pretty terrible therapists like in 2017. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so I had a crazy breakup in 2017 and I thought I needed to see a relationship therapist. Cause I was like, I can't make a relationship work. Like something's wrong with me. Like, let me go like figure out what it is. So I went to like this woman who was a relationship therapist and she just like, didn't get me. She was much, much older. She was a white lady and she just was very, I just, I don't know. She just like didn't understand me. For example, she sent me on a date with like a fan from Instagram. You told, oh. you told the story in Sweden, I think. Yeah. So like somebody slid like into your you. DMs and yeah. she was like, yeah, do that. Yeah, this no. guy was like. Oh, that's like, such bad advice. But he was, but he was like, not, he was like repeatedly it. like commenting on my pictures or like in my DMs, and I had never answered them because I don't really answer my DMs. Okay. Just for my own mental health, because I do story no, I a lot. Turned, I turned them off, so yeah. if I don't follow you, you can't message me unless you forward something to me or like do it from my bio. Yeah, Mentally, not that I it's don't. Too much. Not that I don't like my followers and I don't want to engage with you guys, but it's just like when you op- when you then accept it, then mm-hmm. they're in forever, and it's- then they want to talk to you about everything, and it's just like. I feel like I have to answer because I don't want anyone yeah. to feel like I'm ignoring them. And it, it's like I answering don't. 200 texts a day. It's, I, yeah. It's, it's too much. Too much. I don't yeah. want to spend that much time on Instagram to begin with. Same. So I just mm-hmm. can't do yeah. that. I tell um, people to email me and I'm so much better at emails because I just like get, I'm at my desk. I'm mm-hmm. working. I get back to them right away. Absolutely. Well, yeah. I feel like also taking the time to write an email is higher stakes. So some of those just yeah. like replies. Probably. Yeah. That you're like. Where's that yeah. outfit from? Like you would have to really mm. want it versus like yeah. the yeah, yeah. ease of just from? responding. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So anyway, I went out with this guy and he was just like obsessed with me and it was so uncomfortable and I Oof. did not have like a good date with him and then he was just like trying to just like kept trying to see me and so finally I was like, you know, I just really don't know if we have like that much in common. Yeah. And he was like, what do you mean? I feel like I could learn so much from you. And I was just like, but I'm not here to be your teacher. That's yeah, like so I'm not strange. here to mentor I'm not you. looking for a mentee. And then <laughs> this was what was really crazy. Then he like pretended to know someone that is good friends with me no. in order to like, I don't know, like make himself seem more normal. So then, of course, I texted her and she's like a very unique name. She's the only one of the people with this name like that I've ever met in my life so I was like hey do you know this guy and she was like I've never heard of him I don't know this person at all and then I texted him back and I was like she says she has no idea who you are and he was like oh sorry I must have like mixed up people and I was like block on everything it was so crazy he probably has like four accounts to like keep following me I don't know oh no (laughs) yeah it's so weird that feels very you it was and very you, show, you, not you but, but you. not in like a cute way. Yeah. Like it, it was like very weird because he was like way Ugh. too old to like be doing that. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So I had to break up with that therapist, and then I had another therapist who was in Bed Stuy, Brooklyn, and I live on the Upper East Side, so it was very far away. It took almost an hour to get there yeah. every time I had to go, and she was just kind of mean. <gasps> like she like shamed me. Like it was just like crazy. And I don't know if it was like a tough love thing, but I was seeing this guy who I really liked and he like uh, was having some visa issues and he like, like had to go like back home to Italy. And my therapist goes, 
if you're serious about him, you'll get on a plane and you'll go. What? <laughs> like she wanted me to go surprise. She's like, I don't believe you're serious about him. She like told me I was a commitment phobe. And like, I was like, but not I'm not soccer. though. I was like, I'm not a commitment phobe. Like yeah. I'm just saying like, I think that it's completely inappropriate. I just try to live my life like treating people the way mm -hmm. I want to be treated. So I'm like, would I like it if someone showed up like at my home like when I was going through something stressful like that no. no I would hate that like we were not boyfriend and girlfriend like I was just like yeah. that is crazy yeah so I had to like get rid of her that and reminds me not the same thing but remember the proposal when the girl shows up at the hospital like with the I know you guys talked about that like, a lot oh. oh it was so uncomfortable it, it was yeah. like it's so, that's what, not the what, move what your therapist told you to do is even worse but like not the move it was yeah it's just like that like makes it gives girls like a bad name oh, right yeah. like I'm like I, I feel like I'm like an angel I'm like I don't do anything crazy like at all yeah, yeah so I was like no I can't see you anymore but the therapist that I'm seeing now I found her on this website called therapy for black girls and um they just like you find your region or yeah. wherever mm -hmm. you are and then you you can so then it pulls up a bunch of people and um I just like emailed like a lot of people that were yeah. on like in New York and um I then waited for like people to respond to me she responded to me very quickly and then she like took like a prelim call with me on like a Saturday because I was like in oh. the midst of like a mental breakdown yeah. I was oh like gosh. if I don't get back into therapy like I don't know what I'm gonna do like yeah you know um, and so she like called me on a Saturday and then like I was able to see her like that week and I've been seeing her ever since. Oh, wow. That's great. Yeah. I really recommend therapy. I think it's like, I think it's one of like the best things I do for myself. And I like make sure that people know like at the office, like I do this for mm -hmm. an hour. I will be back online in one hour, but yeah, I yeah. will be unavailable for this hour. Well, yeah. I'm curious. Um, like you talk about it a lot on mm -hmm. Instagram and on your stories. Like, is that like intentional that you're like, I want to be open to like break the stigma or are you just like, this is a part of me. And so I'm going to share it. Like, how do you think about talking about the fact? For me, like in my life, it has never been a stigma. Um, like at all. I am the only one in my family currently in therapy, but it has never been like a weird thing for mm -hmm. me, like growing up at all. I think I've had, I had a ton of friends in therapy, and so I never really like got that. I understand where it comes from mm -hmm. and I understand that it is a thing. Like I was seeing this guy um, last year and he was very, very weird about therapy. Interesting. Like he oh, thought yeah. it like he thought it was like a, a weakness thing. And he oh. he was like Dominican and he just like was like no one in his family had mm -hmm. been in therapy ever. And it just was very it, it was and it was difficult for me to like deal with him because he had so many issues that I was like, if anyone needs therapy, it's you. Yeah. I wonder, I'm sure there's numbers out there, but I wonder what the percentage of people in therapy are like based on gender, like men versus women. I imagine it's, I think it's women. changing. Yeah. Really? I think, I yeah. think that it's definitely changing, but I'm sure there's more women just because it's also more comfortable for sure. women to like talk about things like more openly. Like I can't imagine paying money because my therapy sessions cost $130 mm -hmm. an hour that's like does that's on the low end it? no insurance does not cover it that's on the low end of the the therapy spectrum in like New York City mm -hmm. so I feel like if you're not gonna get to the point that's a lot of money yeah, to waste right. yeah, so yeah. if you're gonna like go there and be all clammed up like you're crazy like really yeah. do you just need to like 
get your dollars worth. Yeah. Say, yeah, use use it for like what it's for. Yeah. Um. So I think that like it might take men like a little bit more time to like maybe warm up to that. But for me, like it's never been like a stigma. But I just talk about it because it's a a part of my life, and I talk about almost all parts of my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Well, wait, so we have some reader questions that are related to this. So sure. one person asked, do you deal with anxiety? And if so, how do you cope slash control? Okay, so anxiety. Uh, yes, I deal with anxiety. I was I was born anxious. Like I truly was like an anxious child. Really? And I didn't even realize what it was, but I was, I used to bite my nails. Like I, I used to like, nails. it was terrible. My parents were so adamant about breaking that habit they were not really like crazy about anything have- now i have very beautiful you have uh-huh. the prettiest hands like <laughs> yeah, i do have nice hands i think that's why i have like kind of like- fat fingers so i get so jealous of like nice hands my mom has really nice hands and i think that they were just like no i bite my nails too but i don't think it's out of anxiety it's out of boredom mm-hmm. or like in a meeting or if i'm on a call that mm-hmm. i don't want to be on or something i always find myself biting my nails I think it kind of is anxiety though, because like that's what like fidget spinners are for, and all of like those stress balls, so that you do something else with your hands rather than bite your nails, because yeah, you have to like do something. Yeah, I just had a lot of nervous energy. I always had performance anxiety, like crazy, like with tests when you were a kid, or not so much with tests, more like with performances, like mm-hmm. dance performances oh. or oh, sport oh, things. Oh, oh. Like I could never, like you know, like I got like that before races when I ran. It's scary, yeah. like penalty kicks or something. Mm-hmm. Like that would send me into a tailspin. Like yeah. I just was mm-hmm. like, no. Um, so, as an adult, I think it manifests in like a lot of different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like I guess once you get out of like the school kind of like environment then your anxiety like has to like take different forms because you're like no longer really graded on anything um and so I would I channeled my anxiety into just being like a workaholic Mm -hmm. and I think that I got burnt out and and then I realized that like I had to like change Mm -hmm. like my behaviors and so I really like made it a priority to look at like very critically at like what I was doing and then be like, I only want to do like healthier things rather mm-hmm. than like things like, and I would always just feel pressure to like go to a million events. I don't know if you feel this yes, ever. all the time. It's crazy. And like, said, oh my And then God. on social media, when you see other like bloggers, editors, whatever, influencers, yeah. and they're all out at everything and you're like, ooh, I'm like not doing my job. I'm ruining relationships. Yeah, Everyone's going to hate me. Like, no you know, want to work with me. And it's just like not true. Like, you know, people can be understanding life gets in the way. And I just think that learning to take a step back and just like also because I am an extrovert, it actually takes a lot of energy for me to be out. And then I'll like come home and I'm crashing and I don't have anything left mm-hmm. for myself. So to just like protect that a little bit more um, that has really helped my anxiety. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm, I'm so much better than I used to be. Like setting boundaries for yourself as opposed to being like, I'm going to live on everyone else's terms. Mm-hmm. It's like, I have to yeah. do all these events. I have to do yeah. this. Yeah. 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 That's been yeah. a huge help. I'm definitely experiencing a lot of people pleaser tendencies. So I went freelance, um, starting in September. And one of the things that I'm like, Oh my God, people are going to think I'm not working hard enough or I'm not doing a good enough job. Mm -hmm. And so I'm experiencing that very intensely right now. It's really hard. Yeah. Um, another question that we got for you was what made you change your lifestyle to be so focused on self care and fitness? 
and I haven't been following you for long enough. Was there like a time when you were not focused on self care and fitness? Um, yeah, definitely never you self care. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, that's like definitely like a new thing. Um, I've always been like very athletic. I always like mm -hmm. played sports. I did a lot of like activities like growing up. So, um, I think though that like the the like a, the amount of time that I dedicate to fitness is definitely different, but also because like my income is different. <laughs> I totally agree <laughs> with that. It's yeah. Cause I feel like when I first started going to soul cycle, mm -hmm. I would go, but it would be like a financial strain. It was yeah. like I, I couldn't go to this as many times as I would need to in order for it to be my exercise routine. So yeah. you have to cobble it together with, mm -hmm. um, always did class pass and like mm -hmm. you know the shittier spin studios that yeah. I never really liked but yeah. I was like well it's on class yeah. pass yeah. so like I'll go and it's ten dollars yeah. and then that if I go to three of those then I can go to like one soul cycle and like overall it nets out to like twenty dollars a class <laughs> yeah. yeah absolutely so I was like I told you I was going to yoga to the people which is like donation based yep. or free yoga and it's so crowded in yeah. there it's an actually terrible, terrible. experience to, but I've been a few times and I hated it if you have no money like that's like yeah. the best place for mm -hmm. you to go um um, and I now would, we go to Sky Zing where they lay the mats out for you and everything is like beautiful and perfectly filtered out. water. Yes. <laughs> like oh fancy snacks. Yes. Like literally like like a, a three pack of almonds that cost fourteen dollars because it's like washed in the moon or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we have to get Chrissy and Chloe on here. At some Absolutely. Point. <laughs> um so I think that yeah, like when my finances changed I was able to like do more of the things I wanted totally. and also focus on what I wanted because I I used to run a lot mm -hmm. I yeah. hate running I'm I not good too. at it but I would run because it's free, it's free. Yep. and like I yeah. knew I needed to exercise so I would just do that or I would do like at home workouts I had DVDs now I don't have a DVD oh, player anymore so it's like yeah. I would do that kind of thing or my parents would buy me like fitness classes mm -hmm. and stuff for like Christmas or my birthday but you know a five pack or a 10 pack really only lasts so long. Yeah. So it would really be me trying to figure out what to do. Mm -hmm. um, and then I, yeah, I just started making more money. So I started being a little bit pickier about mm -hmm. like yeah. what I was going to do. And I get invited thankfully through work and, and just from like Instagram, like to a lot of places, but I'm also like, I'm very conscious now of what I enjoy doing as oh, a I'm the workout. Same. I used to say yes, to like every free workout. And now I'm like, well, Moving to Williamsburg was a really good boundary because I'm mm. like, I'm not going to go into the city to take like dance aerobics. Yeah. Because like, you I like have it. no coordination. Like, yeah. I do want to go to Moves with you guys one time still. Oh, I love Moves. They're That's just, a really good one. Yeah. Our friend has this amazing dance class, but like, I am so uncoordinated. I'm just like, no one's going to want to be friends with me anymore if they <laughs> see me dance. That's not true. There's all levels there. It's very open, non judgmental. It looks like so much Where it's is like it? wonderful. It's in Tribeca, like a dance studio, but it's okay. like not regular. So uh -huh. it's like every yeah. random Thursday. Sometimes oh. it could be every Thursday in a month. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it could be one Thursday in a month. You have so. to follow the founders on Instagram because they post. Okay. It's like it's like I, it's a very New York yeah. thing. I told Alex, our friend Alex, that I would go to Tracy Anderson with her. Ooh, I do love Tracy Anderson. Now I've that is one that I would be so excited if I could afford Tracy Anderson. Mm -hmm. You should so, try and get a media discount because I have friends who get like more than 50% off. Oh, really? Discount. Well, just so everyone knows, Tracy Anderson is $42 a class. It Thanks is for blowing up my spot. Insane. <laughs> I don't go. I hate it. They have a, a membership available for $1,000 a it's month, crazy. which ends up being $12,000 a year. So for me to like 
ascend to like Tracy Anderson status, like to be able to afford that workout, I would be so excited. Well, I've never done it, but I told her I would go to a class with her. Okay. I'll warn you. It's very, very difficult. I know. I've heard that. Um, the other thing that I don't love about it, it's a good workout. Mm -hmm. You'll, you'll, you'll be sore. You'll get a good workout, but there's no speaking. There's no the instruction at all. You're just OC supposed to just blindly follow along. follow along, but it's like with all these people that religiously do this workout. So it's kind of like, oh, so it's the same every time. No, oh. but they know all the moves and they're so like, they're just, it's just like habitual for them okay. to just like, because that's like what they do. And they're so like involved in it. It's a little bit much. I don't know if it's my thing, but I'm like feeling new new year new me so try I it. Like, try it get out of my comfort I mean zone. it's I like that it's warm in there because I hate being cold yeah, um, I, the nice floor is fun it's bouncy yeah. you know yeah. like and it's good music so so wait we have some pop culture questions for you yes okay I'm ready <laughs> also a guy playing very loud music outside um what do you read are you a reader oh yeah I read all the time what I type, love reading. Yeah. Um, I don't really have a genre. I like bounce around. I just okay. finished Children of Blood and Bone. Oh, we mm-hmm. read that for one of our episodes. Yeah. I loved the it. The sequel's yeah. coming out really soon. I know. I can't I'm wait. For the sequel. Me too. I'm very excited. I loved that. Um, I then started um, this book. I think it's called The Wife Between Us. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, creepy. Um, yeah, so I just heard that. Yeah. And and you. I'm just going to be paranoid yeah, about you're gonna be, stalking. Love, oh, you're going to read the you books. I might start reading the you books. I really like oh. I really like the show. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I, I read, like, literally everything. I read Educated before that. Oh, that was my favorite book from the year. I couldn't believe how good it was. So good. I, everyone has to read it. And you read Becoming. I think we were I DMing read Becoming. About that. Oh my god, that's my favorite book. Obsessed. Read, I was obsessed. Yeah. Cried, laughed, Cried, like laughed. Ugh. Oh, I, I haven't it read it yet, but I just got it. It just came in the, the mail. Congrats. I'm You're excited. really in for a treat. You're in for a treat. I was, it's the first book that wasn't a thriller that like made me stay up all night reading because yeah. I just needed mm-hmm. I loved it. It was like soul food too. Like I felt like Michelle was my friend, like sitting down with me telling all, her all about her life. And then I went to her talk at Barclays. Ugh. Oh, you were there? And it was amazing. Yeah. And I was like, this those is so Those boots cool. she was wearing. Well, I went to the first one, so I didn't oh. see those. She came back. I think it was after... Um, she like went to Europe and then she came back oh, for like okay. a, a last like a hurrah because it was complete. I mean, yeah. I don't think there there were maybe two empty seats okay. at Barclays when I went. It was like yeah. it was incredible. Um, and I had put her on my vision board and I didn't even like connect it till after I got home. And I was like, I just wanted to like be more like Michelle yeah. Obama. That's why I put her on my vision board. But then I was like, oh, then I found my way to Michelle Obama. That's so cool. Yeah, I've <laughs> never made a vision board, but I've been seeing a lot on Instagram and I'm like feeling interested in making a yeah I kind of want to make one I you know I have one in my kitchen like I look at it pretty much every day I think it's useful mm-hmm. I think it's useful to also just like um like make your goals like really clear yeah because like there are definitely like things that you like imagine yourself wanting but it's like you want to just like look towards those yeah. things yeah yeah what about on tv what is your top TV show and movie of the moment and then of all time? Okay. Um, I watch a lot of TV, guys. Like, it's so sick. But my TV of the moment is 90 Day Fiance. Okay. Everyone is talking about that show. It sounds so ridiculous. It is I mean, I think so that's out of yes. control. Yes. I'm obsessed with it. Um, 
I also love Teen Mom, and I've been a loyal watcher for 10 oh, or so wow. years. So you're deep. Okay. I, I am also like the most committed person. So a show will have to end. I will never end watching a show. I still oh. religiously watch Grey's Anatomy. Like if I started watching something, you I, are with it. I still watch Empire. Everyone's like, how do you still watch Empire? That's I'm like, still. I was with One Tree Hill. Where yeah, I watched that till the end too. I was like, I'm so pretty was, sure they're just making these episodes. Watch Gossip Girl to the end. Watch revenge. all of it. Yeah. Watch Revenge to the end. Like, yeah, and no matter. Revenge was like really just took such a bad turn and I just kept Me too. Going. Watch Scandal to the end. Yeah, like, I, I, didn't, I do not great. care. Like, Scandal, I will. Scandal bounced back. I, I feel like. Scandal bounced back. People will say like, how are you doing this? And I'm like, you know, they are married in real life. Um, the revenge the, people. Yeah, the girl from Revenge and the guy. Emily Daniel. Van Camp and that guy. No. Yeah. Yes. Look it up on Instagram. They and just Jack had a wedding. Or, and Daniel, Daniel, um, Daniel. Daniel. Daniel Grayson? Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. They just got married like maybe in the last few months. Yeah. But they've been together ever since. And they had mm-hmm. a beautiful wedding. They did. Oh my God. I need to. I, <laughs> but the podcast is over. Oh Grace needs I to go look at the photos. Yeah, it's good. Okay. So yeah, I, I watch that because I love, I don't ever get to see like, I, this is going to sound kind of crazy, but I don't get to see like normal people and like how they live. Like I don't, I, get that. I don't see people in Ohio like I grew up Mm -hmm. in New York um I don't get to see people in Florida and I'm like that's why I love Teen Mom and like Mm -hmm. love 9J Fiance because I'm like what are your lives like I don't understand this um so I'm just really fascinated um my favorite show of all time I don't know it's probably like an HBO program like I'm really into um, like all of the like very quality programming we get okay. on like HBO and Showtime. Are so, you a Game of Thrones person? Yes, I do watch Game oh, of Thrones. Speaking of anxiety, I'm so excited <laughs> it gives me so much anxiety. So much anxiety. Look at Terry and he's laying on the couch. I know. He's excited for it to come back. I mean, two hours every episode. We're oh. in for it on Sundays. Like, I, I don't know how I'm gonna wind down. Yeah, we won't wind down. But I also have a lot of Mondays off. Yeah, I have a lot of bitterness that the show is going to end because I was reading the books before the show, mm. and the books have just stopped. There will, I assume, there will be no more books. Yeah, probably. I really wanted them to restart again before the show got to the end. Yeah. It's just like a, now that I work at a television network, it is a very, very, very expensive production. I just cannot even imagine the amount of mm-hmm. money it costs to make that show. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. But also, if I think about my social circle, I can also think of very few people I know who don't watch that show. That's true. But at the same time, like even though HBO is a, a service that you have to pay for, so many people are like, I use my boyfriend's That's cousins, yeah. like mm-hmm. friends, yeah. neighbors account. And I I'm steal, like, what? Yeah. I steal all of my friend Allie's cable. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, they're it's not so really funny. making yeah. that money back yeah. anymore. Yeah. It's hard to I like know. quantify, but yeah, I'm a very, like, I love like the wire Sopranos. Um, I love all those like HBO shows. Yeah. Okay. So now we have a lightning round for you. Okay. So we have a bunch of quick questions quick that we got questions mm-hmm. from people. Yeah. So the first one is what are your favorite affordable brands for everyday clothes? Um, my favorite brand for affordable clothes is Reformation. Um, I like it because it is sustainable fashion. And I think that like when we think about things that are like, afford quote-unquote affordable it needs to also be thought about like like how ethical Mm -hmm. it is that like when it's being produced and so I don't ever shop at like Zara um 
or like H and M because of that reason. Like just like it's just not a good way like to keep this planet going. Um, I yeah. want Reformation to bring back their big boobs collection. You should like just like harass them on the internet yeah. and I mean, just I like I mean I really think that kind of thing works. So. They yeah. did it a few like, years ago, a few yeah. summers ago, and yeah. then they didn't. They like just like too. sell out of things really yeah. fast. You got to be on it. But yeah. I like that too. Like I'm also into like the fact that it's like supply and demand. Mm-hmm. Like don't yeah. overproduce anything. Yeah. So now, what pieces would you say are worth the investment? Um, shoes, coats, uh, fine jewelry and bags. Okay. Yeah. Pretty much worth the investment every time. What is your best advice for looking amazing on a budget? Um, my best advice for looking amazing on a budget, honestly, like get a tailor and keep it like really simple. We were talking talking about about this this with Katie. Katie. I know. I can't believe like you guys don't have one and she doesn't either. I I find that insane. Well, for like my really like fancy like designer clothes, I take to Maurice Garment Care. Uh, They're very expensive, but not as expensive as like Madame Paulette, which is probably like the most expensive tailor in the city, but she can work miracles. Um, Yeah. But I take it to Maurice Garment Care because, like, it, they'll, they'll just know how to work more with, like, mm-hmm. designer clothes. And then for, like, anything, like, jeans or, like, something from Reformation, like a skirt or a dress that I'll need, like, taken in or shortened a little bit. Like, I, like, have, like, custom-made things, basically, at oh the tailor God. because I'm like, okay, I like the way this dress is, but can you, like, cut off this entire bottom panel? Mm-hmm. And then yeah. they're like, okay. So then I have one down the street from my house. It's just, like, the little Jake cleaners, and they have a little changing room, and I bring a bunch of stuff at once and then they deliver it to my house oh I love that do you what do you tailor mostly everything everything yes I don't believe that anybody is made for clothes because it's like unless you're the fit model it's not made for you so yeah I because also like I think that my body is like so all over the place like sometimes I could be a zero sometimes I'm a 12 but like if I'm a 12 like does that mean that the waist fits probably not like I have a 25 inch waist and a 44 inch hips like that doesn't make any sense you know blowing my mind right now maybe I need to tailor things I think yeah and it also just like helps everything look more expensive because it looks like it fits you how it's supposed to fit you and you don't have to adjust like that's what I also hate like having to like touch clothes all the time like adjusting Mm -hmm. them and like when something's tailored to you you don't have to do that and you don't have to buy as as many because you'll always feel good in the thing yeah. that you have so wait this next question I love mm-hmm. what's your ugly outfit the one that you love to wear at home but wouldn't be caught dead in in public I love this question too I don't think I would have anything that I wouldn't be caught dead in in public okay like I have like my home outfit because I don't like to wear like my street clothes in my house we yeah, live yeah. in New York it's yeah. disgusting um so I put on Hogwarts sweatpants and then I have like a gray like oversized sweater I wear with it and like gray socks. But I like go to Dwayne Reed like that. I don't okay. care. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. What are your tips for taking oh, the I'm perfect full one. length selfie? Because you're so good at it. <laughs> I I don't even know if I have proper tips, but I I mean, I've never met a mirror I don't like. I'm a Leo, <laughs> so <laughs> I'm like, if I could find a mirror, I'm happy. Um, I remember the mirrors at that party we were at. That was fun taking selfies in that. Loved that. This house had like floor to ceiling mirrors, but the the ceilings were like thirty feet tall. Yeah, it oh, was crazy. We had fun. Yeah, oh. imagine. Um, I got like a really nice mirror that I 
found on the street, like like walking by this mm-hmm. framing store and they had a mirror outside and I asked my parents to buy it for me for my birthday and it actually wasn't that much money. It was like maybe $200. They delivered it and I've had that mirror ever since. So that's like where I take most of my selfies. But um, I don't know, just like find your angles that you that you like like. It's really not that complicated. Just don't overthink it. Whenever you're taking pictures, don't overthink it because that just makes it not fun. And then when it's not fun, everyone can tell. Yeah. I like that advice. Okay, I'm going to read this question because I don't know if this person wrote it for you to tell me. I hope not. But they wrote, when you see bloggers whose style is stale, should you tell them? I think that question is crazy. I do wonder as well if it's a subtweet. Yeah. I was <laughs> like, like, is this so meant for me? Like- strange. Um, if you see bloggers whose style is stale, it's none of your business. Don't like, follow them. Yeah. I, I would say just like completely just unfollow. Like yeah. I just like don't understand. There's so many people in the world and so many people have different tastes. And like that's yes. like what I don't like. Uh, I think it's a common misconception about people that work in fashion. Like I meet new people all the time and they go, well, you know, I don't know anything about fashion. I'm not really fashionable. I'm like, I don't care. As long as you're not a sociopath, like (laughs) I don't give a shit what you're wearing because I know a lot of terrible people with amazing clothes and there can be really good people with not so good clothes, but you can always get better ones. So it doesn't matter. Yeah. That's also, that's such a crazy question. Like the culture of negativity on the internet. You should never tell anyone something, especially if it's a stranger or a blogger. You never need to tell somebody like, nobody is holding you at gunpoint asking you to recommend yeah. that person just unfollow them and like live your life and find somebody you do like right yeah. that's the that's the beauty you think they're stale but maybe other people appreciate that like, and, and th- if that's how they like feel comfortable and that's what they like yeah. like why is it your business it's, it's me like just don't be mean it's so strange yeah yeah i don't care i left that question in just because i was like huh all right but weird okay. are skinny jeans going out of style no, I don't think so. Okay, good. I don't think so either. Um, I think there's like a kind of like a purpose for like every jean. Like for example, you, I like I like the like very like '90s like re- I wear like a lot of reduns or like girlfriend denim yeah, like, like jeans, jean. right? But I can't if I have a tall boot or a thigh high boot, I can't tuck them in there. Yeah. So Especially like you need winter. a skinny jean. I don't yeah. see the like your wardrobe is. I don't believe in trends. I think trends are fake. I think there's a question about trends. There is. The next one is how do you know when to buy into a trend and how do you apply it to your current wardrobe? There is no such thing as trends at all. It's completely fake. And I'm telling you this from someone that worked at a magazine. Like we would sit around and like if you can find photographic evidence for something, you can make it true, right? Yeah. (laughs) So like if you decide that pink is a trend and you can find pink on five runways, all of a sudden pink is a trend. That is not a thing because if pink has never looked good on you, it still won't look good on you if it's a trend that like some magazine said or not. Like just like buy what like flatters you what you like. Like it doesn't matter. Like obviously there are things that look very dated. Right. Well, I think that's the hard thing is like sometimes like brands buy into trends and then like everything is like the um, peasant shoulder tops like that every like just every store was oh like, yeah two years yeah. ago and it's yeah. like well clearly this is a trend but it's like I, I don't want this but like right. can I have something else but yeah. the crazy thing about that is that like that like off the shoulder top like that has been forever for because sure. like that's such a flattering line for a woman right so yeah. like if but if you feel like it's oversaturated and you don't want to like look like everyone else then like maybe don't wear it for like a year or two you know yeah. I don't think yeah. that like you need to be worried about 
trends. Like worry yeah. about what you like yeah, and yeah. what makes you feel good. I like that answer a lot. Do you want to ask this last one? This seems like weirdly specific. This is so weirdly specific. Someone asked, do you have a thing with Brother Valleys? I mean, I, I know Aurora like very well. Of, of Brother Valleys. <laughs> I don't, do I need to do a review of this I brand? So. I don't know. I don't think so. I love their stuff. It's really, it's really cool. We can also yeah. cut this question out. Yeah. I was like, uh, I didn't know if you had a thing. No, I your... like, I, I close with Aurora. I think I wrote her first U.S. press ever when I was working at Elle. Oh, that's so cool. Because I met her and I really loved her shoes. Yeah. Um, and so I did a like little thing with her, but and now her business is massive yeah. and so yeah. impressive. I, watch, I'm a huge fan of Brother Valley's. I have yeah. many Brother Valley shoes. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, so before you go, we always answer three questions at the end of every episode. Mm-hmm. So a few more lightning round ones. Okay. One, what? Oh, ooh, jinx. Jinx. What are you obsessed with right now? Okay, what am I obsessed with It can right be now? anything. Honestly, I'm obsessed with horseback riding, and I'm obsessed with um, my outfits for horseback riding. And I'm Ooh. trying to, like, find a balance of, like, <laughs> this is I'm, – I am beyond insane. But I'm like, okay, so I'm like, how many different color breeches do I need mm-hmm. to, like, give my – riding wardrobe variety I'm also trying not to shop right now I think that I have an excessive amount of clothes in general so I have not like bought anything since like November or something like I'm really trying not to like do any shopping um so I'm very like systematic about um like the riding wardrobe Mm -hmm. though so I've been on I've been on all kinds of horse sites Mm -hmm. um looking at (laughs) riding pants I love that it's been nuts what are you reading right now? I'm reading The Wife Between Us okay. right now. I love that book. Yeah. Okay. Who is somebody that you're obsessed with on Instagram right now? I have such wacky Instagram. Okay. I want the weird ones. Yeah. Okay, I'll tell you the weird I ones, guys. I want the deep I'll, ones. I'll tell you the weird ones. There's two. One is Madison Jade. <laughs> she is four oh, years the babe, old. Oh, the girl. She's <laughs> so cute. I'm obsessed with Madison. I like love babies. Mm-hmm. I really want a baby. Madison. She is the most stylish little girl and she is so sassy. Exactly. She is so smart too. She She's does really math. Yeah. She like has vocab. She reads. Mm-hmm. Simply Madison Jane. You Jade. have to watch her Madison Jane. You have to watch her videos. I'm like this now. girl is so And I'm not so like a big kids person. Sassy. So. It just like makes it makes me happy to see her like go to school and just like live her oh, life. Wait, this pick. Mm-hmm. She's okay. amazing. She's very sassy. Yes, right. she I has a, a massive personality. She told her mom she wanted a boyfriend. Like it's that video so went so viral. Funny. That's how I discovered her. Oh my god, she's so cute. I'm obsessed with her. So okay. her. That's my. And I also like. I just love babies. I have a whole Instagram folder of babies and like what I want my children to look like. <laughs> <laughs> Truly. Okay. And okay. so then my second um, Instagram obsession, and this is like. This is almost maybe bordering on you stuff. It's like becoming like unhealthy. My sister and I are so obsessed with this woman. Her name is Jessica Sheba. She's a mommy blogger and she lives in Northern California. And her Instagram name is Mama's Gone City. But she also has Jessica Sheba. I know her. Yeah, we're obsessed with her and everything she does and obsessed with her children and obsessed with her life. And I just like I can't. I can't get enough Jessica Sheba. She's also very newly into fitness. And I, every time, like, 
I, I have DM'd her before and every time like she DMs me back, I'm not kidding. Like my heart stops. I'm so excited. (laughs) I used to follow her and I stopped because I'm really obsessed with dogs on Instagram. And I feel like with one of her kids who's now older, like the dog used to nap with the kid and like I was very into that content. How do I get this rainbow dress in my size? Thank you. That's Evie. She is the best one. Oh, she she's also cute. very like sassy you have, like, and she has this other woman's children you're like that's yeah. the best one. yeah that's, that's my favorite evie is my favorite okay she's got an insane attitude um jessica calls her a three-nager because she's like already just like very mature and i just like i love okay. her content she's also very big on social justice which i think is important i think that like anyone that i'm obsessed with on instagram i want them to like not just be like pretty or like have a lot of money or whatever mm-hmm. i like yeah. i want people i follow to be like worth a follow you yeah, know totally i want yeah. you to like earn it by like using your influence for yeah. like actual good stuff yeah yeah and i think she does a good job of that Danielle, you've been the best guest. I want you to be on here all the time. And I also want you to start your own podcast. I'll come yeah. back now that I know come it's back. South Williamsburg. Yeah, now that you know how so, to get around. You have now earned your own desperation minute. Where yes. can people follow you on the internet? Oh, great. You guys can follow me at Danielle Prescott. And it's P-R-E-S-C-O-D, not two T's, which is like what a yeah. lot of people think. Yeah, I thought um, it was when I first yeah. found out about you. I don't remember when, how Are I you, heard of you. There's actually several Danielle Prescott's in the world. Interesting. Yeah. Are you only on Instagram or are you on Twitter too? I'm on Instagram and Twitter. Okay. Yeah. And you guys can like watch all of BT's digital original programming on YouTube. And we have a show premiering in January um, with Cliff Vermeer. And he is a wig stylist and he is one of the most outrageous people I've ever met. So get involved. Interested. Yeah. Also follow him on Instagram. It's like... <laughs> How Something generous else. you're using yeah. your Instagram yeah. your uh, desperation people. minute yeah. for somebody else. Yeah, why not? Awesome. Well, cool. thank you so much for being here. Thanks this was really fun. Me. Yeah, I loved it. Yay. Okay. Grace, how great is Danielle? I feel like Danielle should just take the podcast from us and just become the new host. I know. She's they don't so even great. need us anymore. Yeah. She's amazing. She needs her own podcast. I told her that. Yeah. I would so, listen to her. Yeah, she is the best. I knew, like, I was just like, we have to get this girl on. She's so interesting. She's so fun. She's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. I have a friend crush. Yeah. You guys have to do Soul Cycle together. I know. Yeah. So should we talk about us? Yeah, let's talk about us. Okay. Tell me your obsession this week. So my obsession this week has been transitioning my candle mood. Ooh. So you know that I love all the Nest Christmas ca- candles, and mm-hmm. I I used up my giant one. I used up That my, was so fast. It was so fast. I mean, I was really committed to it. Last week when I was here, it was full. No, it wasn't. No. It was like maybe down to like, it was that bit really big yeah. one. No, no. It was like a quarter full. Oh, really? I yeah, felt like yeah. it was really full. No, no, okay. no. I, um, I was like all through November, December burning that thing down. Okay. Um, so I just started burning... By Rado Bibliotech. Oh, I love that one. It's so nice. I have such a love-hate relationship with the Byredo candles because they're so nice, but they're so expensive. I know. I got sent like a little set of three miniature ones. Ooh. So I've been like very much slowly burning those and savoring them. I like their treehouse one too. I love treehouse. I have mm-hmm. the treehouse room spray as well. Ooh. And I love that. Yeah. And I love ombre japonaise. Oh, I don't like that one that much. Oh, I love that I one. also like this one that they have called Loveless. That one's good, too. Okay. I haven't smelled that. Mm-hmm. What about you? I'm very excited about your obsession. My obsession is because of Grace. So I have been influenced. So mm-hmm. 
my obsession is I finally broke down and I tried the Augustinus Bader cream and I like didn't want to like it because it's so expensive but they finally came out with a, a trap well they came out with a travel size one and then a teeny tiny one yeah they had the one ounce and I saw you got the half ounce I didn't even know that was an option yeah so I bought the teeniest tiniest one which is still $80 which is crazy but I wanted to try it. One. You save money when you get the bigger size. But it's, it's less still. cost per ounce. But if you don't like it to begin with, then like what's the point yeah. of having a cheaper cost per ounce and then not liking it? No, I know. So I got it and I've only been using it for probably like a few days at this point. But I really like it. And I feel like my skin has been not problematic in a breakout way, but problematic just in terms of like how dry I am and like not looking awesome yeah because of the winter yeah and I can tell a difference when I put it on yeah. so I'm excited to try it for a few more weeks and see see what I see yeah it's I I'm obsessed I really notice a difference when I'm not using it and I test so many beauty products for the blog so I have to there's weeks where I have to stop using it like right now I'm testing something else for a sponsored post and I love the other product it's very affordable but my skin misses the Dr. Bader. So I'll tell you that I didn't just buy it on your advice. Not that I don't trust I you. But I heard Eva Chen talking about it on – she was a guest on Forever 35 and I was catching up. And she was raving about it as well. And, and she mentioned that she bought a bottle and then she ran out of it. And um, when she was using it, everyone was complimenting her skin. And then, like, afterwards, like, nobody was. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I have to try this. Yeah. So – it is the absolute best. You know what's funny is I was just doing my blog analytics a couple weeks ago, and it was my number one blog post for the whole year because it got picked up by SEO, and then it was also my number one selling product for the whole year. Oh, wow. And that's an expensive price point. Yeah. So I like to think that my readers listen, and I get DMs about it. People are like, it's changing my skin. I love it. Like, I'm, I'm one of those people. I'm really into it. Yeah. It's a great product. Tell me about what you're obsessed with on Instagram. So mine's a silly one. It's actually, I've been following this one for a long time, but I love it. It's Nacho Flay, and he's Bobby Flay's orange cat. And he's big. He's amazing. I love he's this. He's got so much personality. I think he's a Maine Coon, so he's like a giant cat, and he's just like really happy and like is one of those cats that like gets into everything and like just like wants to like drape itself around your shoulders like aka not Tyrion who Mm -hmm. has an avoidant personality type like his mother and does not like to snuggle Hmm. yeah okay yeah what about you mine is Debbie Mazur I love her so follow her on Instagram though I didn't either so I'm I'm watching younger I feel like I always need to have a tv show that's like my low stakes in the background or like that I watch an episode of before I go to bed, but I, I'm not like addicted where I'm like, I need to watch the next one. So I'm, I'm rewatching Younger right now as that show. Yeah. And I was looking at Debbie Mazur up on Instagram. And first of all, I mean, she's great. I really like her, but she shares a ton of photos from when she was a model in, I guess, probably the late 80s or early 90s. And she was like friends with Madonna and she had this like really cool high fashion life. And oh I'm God, like loving all of her, of her throwbacks. Yeah, cool. Okay. So I've been very into her. I am now following. What about reading? What are you reading? Oh, my God. So if you guys are, like, regular listeners, you know that I've been in a thriller rut. Like, I feel like I'm just starting to guess everything, and I'm just, like, a little bit bored with my thrillers. Maybe that means that it's time for you to write a thriller. 
I don't know. I don't think I'd be good at it. Okay. Um, I am currently reading a book, and it was funny. I was going to start something else, yeah. and then I got this press mailing with this book inside it, and they said it's already been picked up for a TV show by the same people who produced Big Little Lies. Um, it's like getting the most glowing reviews. Like Entertainment Weekly says it's the thriller of the year. Ooh. Um, so it comes out January 29th. I'm about 50% through, and it is called The Woman Inside by E.G. Scott. And I am halfway through, and I think I've guessed, like, one of the main things, which is, like, what I set out to do. I like to play detective as I read these things. But I – it's just so suspenseful. I have no idea what's going to happen next. I'm completely on my toes. Like, I have a 40th birthday party tonight that is going to be so much fun. It's a theme party. And I'm already like, well, I can't drink too much because I have to go home and finish the book. (laughs) So this is, like – it's the, one of the better thrillers I've read in a long time, and it has me completely on my toes, and I have no idea what's going to happen. Okay. I love it so far. Okay. Yeah. Um, what about you? I am also reading a thriller. So Karen McManus, who is the woman who wrote One of Us is Lying, just came out with her second book, oh. and it's called uh, Two Can Keep a Secret, and then the subheader is If One of Them is Dead. So is it like a YA type of thriller? Yeah, so it's about two – I'm only probably 50 pages in, but it's about um, these two teenage twins who go to live with their grandmother, and it's in this small town where there's been, like, a high amount of, like, unsolved murders based on, like, how small a town it is. And so they move there, and something's definitely afoot. Ooh, so, so far, so good. But I loved One of Us is Lying. So yeah. I'm I'm excited for this. Okay. Yeah. But if you are looking for something to read, you should read our January book because we're talking about our book next week. Yes. And it's going to be such a good one. This book is crazy. So I think it's, it's fun. Like, it's so fun. It's like debutantes with a mystery. It's kind of like, I felt like it was kind of like a mix of Gossip Girl. There was like a little bit of... Um, paper princess in there with like the, her background and the way oh, that kind she of. kind of like gets like taken from like the wrong side of the tracks to yeah. like, pro- like proper society. Yeah. Um, it's like Gossip Girl mixed with paper princess mixed with the South. Wait, we, you didn't even tell them what the book is. The book, did we not say it? Oh my God. It's Little White Lies. Who wrote it? I don't know. Someone. <laughs> uh, little... By Jennifer Lynn Barnes. Yes, Jennifer Lynn Barnes. So we loved it, and we're so excited to talk about it with you. Yes. See you next week. We will see you next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.